Hey everyone, I'm Jules. And I'm Rob. So this podcast is going to be a pivot from our usual playful selves. I think it's a very important podcast that we need to do, and we're just uh, quickly going to touch on the racial injustice that's going on in the world right now. It's a very hard time. There are riots going on across the United States, and there have been many examples, uh, you know, with growing examples of instances of Black people losing their lives for absolutely no reason. And I think that it's something that we do need to talk about briefly. I understand that neither of us are complete authorities on this subject. Right. However, right now it feels like the world is a boiling pot and people are hurt and angry and devastated. And I think it's important that we just take a quick second to address it and to hopefully give you guys a few resources and just talk about a few ways that we can do our part. Because uh, no matter where you stand on this, it is something that is going to require all of us to do our part, big or small, um, to help get us back to where we need to be. Yeah, and and I don't sure. even want to say get us back to where we need to be because I don't think we've ever been there. No, I don't think we have either. So the most recent incident that happened in the States that's really incited all these protests that are happening right now um, is the death of George Floyd, who died in police custody, was murdered in police custody on May 25th. And... Um, because of that incident, this is where all these protests are coming from. Um, it's a very, it's a very difficult thing to be watching, but I think it's something that is an honest depiction of people feeling extremely fed up about the situation in the States. I think being fed up is an understatement. I think it feels like a pressure cooker. It really, it really does. And rightfully so, you know, like it's you know, get on Google. You all have access to Google. Educate yourselves. Google George Floyd. Google Breonna Taylor. Like, Google these names and you'll see where we're at today. And something that I think is very difficult conversation that is being had and needs to be had is where does this put the rest of us in terms of our responsibility to help? I'm devastated for the black community i'm devastated that they have to fight this and i'm devastated because it's not their fight this is years of systemic racism it's years of microaggressions it's years of blatant violence disrespect murder oppression Um, this is not something that's new and at the end of the day this has been going on forever one specific thing that i remember i'm an 84 baby And I remember the riots surrounding Rodney King. Mm -hmm. And that's just, again, there's so many examples that none of the ones that were mentioned, like there's so many that we couldn't possibly cover them all, you know, Uh, Trevon, like Martin, like there's, you could go on. The point is even Rodney King, the riots that happened surrounding his police brutality case when the four officers were acquitted, that was in 1992. Yeah. Go even further back. Go even further back than that. Again, you want to educate yourself, use Google and find out how many times this has happened. And you might just find that there's been plenty of opportunities for us to get it right before it's led to everything that's going on today. This is just another example for the books. I want to talk about the idea that you can simply not resist arrest and you won't have any issues. That's a big part of the George Floyd situation is that he was in fact complying with what the police were, 
were asking him to do and it did not matter and he still lost his life. In the past, I've had arguments with people who justify carding and they think that, I'm just using this as an example, but they think that they have a right to know who's walking around their neighborhood Mm -hmm. and they get all up in arms about it because they're like, well, why don't you just hand over your ID? Why don't you just comply? A perfect example is if you Google Omar Jimenez working for CNN, he was covering the riots that were going on in Minneapolis and he gets arrested on live TV. He identifies himself as a CNN reporter. His crew identifies him and he was on live on air and they literally arrest him and take him away. He's a person of color just to. He's a person of of color. And it's, it's actually tragic to see that it did not make a difference. They literally, uh, not very far from where he was, CNN had other reporter who was white. Mm hmm who was allowed to remain the entire time. The police the police department's reason for arresting him was that he was interfering with the police by being there when he was broadcasting. Right. However, they had said on multiple examples and CNN has spoken p- publicly about this. On multiple examples or multiple times they had said to the police, "We will go wherever you want us to go to get out of your way." But the crew was trying to get out of the way when the police were coming to clear the area. Mm-hmm. They arrested him anyway. However, CNN's white reporter, who was not too far from the scene, was allowed to remain and was actually reporting on what was happening. Right. There's a perfect example. It's on live TV. Go ahead up YouTube. You can literally watch it happen. At no point is he resisting arrest. He's simply identifying himself as a reporter. Why did the white reporter not get arrested? Mm -hmm. But yet he did. And they apologize. They're like, my bad. And that's not enough, right? Like, that's, that's not enough. That's not enough. It's so ridiculous. And they said, you know, he even spoke out and said, you know, he was treated fairly and it was da 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 da. But I'm like, even for that one hour that he was detained is one hour that was not necessary. He was not resisting arrest. He calls out during the actual broadcast, you can hear him say, why am I being arrested? They're not giving him any reason whatsoever. And it just, it baffles me. This is happening to everyone. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter. And this whole, oh, identify yourself. It means nothing. I'm I'm sorry, but I I literally want to ask anyone who's listening, what else needs to happen for you guys to get that this is actually a problem it's a thing it's a it's it's really happening and on top of that we all can't forget the fact that even before george floyd among the many many others that i'm sure went have gone unreported in between these times in february um ahmad arbery was murdered while jogging um, by two white men who thought that he was stealing something from their neighborhood they hunted him down confronted him he resisted and they shot him dead in the middle of broad daylight and they were arrested but there's still all these things that are even happening with that case people are threatening the person who recorded the video of them shooting him dead and they're threatening his life because they're like why did you put that out there this is what people are dealing with on the day today and it is just you can't go for a fucking walk without possibly getting shot at and it's like that is a world that some people in this world are dealing with like that is and that is why we have to speak speak up because this is not 
this might not be your concern when you're walking down the street or jogging down the street, but it's somebody's concern. And you should be just as concerned about why that that's that's okay. Canada has come so far and yet we're still so far from where we need to be. And I think one of the things that is very evident is this is all going on in the United States, but everybody's angry because everybody knows that this is going on everywhere. You speak with our Indigenous communities, you speak with our Black communities, you speak with our queer communities, our Black trans communities, you know, the list goes on. And I think it's really unfortunate that it's so devastating. We should not be accustomed to seeing videos of black men being yeah, murdered. We shouldn't be here right now. We shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be scrolling and it's like, you know, favorite recipes and then it's mm-hmm. like TikToks and then it's like, and another man's murdered. Right. And the comment section, just brutal just absolutely brutal and you want to feel like this is going to be the one you know that changes things this is going to be the one that changes things and it really doesn't this story has happened so many times in such a short period of time that i can recall to the point where it's literally been dramatized on shows like orange is the new black like it's 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 such a common thing and shockingly common that it is now that we're here in 2020 it's just it blows my mind that people people think that they can literally get away with murder and these protests are a response to saying absolutely not this is not happening again and it just it really breaks my heart seeing how how far people feel like they need to go in order to be heard and i think it's you know something that has happened in many videos this is not this is not new what i'm saying is not uh an aha moment it's something that we've been seeing a lot of these videos the police officers involved know they're being filmed yeah that's what i mean if if in fact it was not normalized in the police department in a certain way or among certain groups, the second someone whipped out their camera, if you best believe if they believed for a second that they were going to go to jail, this shit would stop. The second someone yeah. pulled out their phone, that injustice would stop. It's not stopping. He's looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. You hear cops in many videos saying, put the phone away, and it just keeps going on. Like, I don't understand what, you know... Only in our legal system can there be a video of someone being blatantly killed. Mm-hmm. And it's still a question of what is the charge going to be? We're investiga- investigating what? There's the video. There's, There's the video. What, you, what, what exactly do you mean? jail right now. Like, like, it's not, this is not, this is not a time to be saying like, oh, we need to go through, like, there is evidence. There is literally situations where we're, we have to now, you know, the fact that they even have to have a trial for that family to have to deal with that level of pain through the justice system is already to me so unacceptable. Give them justice now. This is an obvious done situation. And it just makes me, it really does break my heart when I hear these stories. It's just not, it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the graphic details because I do understand that especially uh, anyone in the black community, any uh, 
by POCs. Like, you know, at the end of the day, people, you have access, go educate yourselves. But I do want to talk about a few surrounding incidents that just support how tragic what's going on right now. In addition to this going on, you also had a woman in Central Park who called the cops on an African-American man who was telling her to put her dog on a leash because all dogs are supposed to be on a leash in that park. Right. And the video clearly shows her call 911 and emphasize the fact that he's an African-American man that's threatening her. And it's Christian Cooper. He's, uh, look up Christian Cooper. He's an amazing uh, man. He's got so much, like, he's done so much. Um, And the name that they're using for her is Karen. Uh, I don't even care to give her name life. It really is irrelevant. But you can literally see that she's using her whiteness to call 911 and say that an African-American man is threatening her. But he's filming her and got it all on camera. Right. That should not be a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That like the fact that a woman is going to emphasize the fact that he's an African American man shows that she knew if she made that call and said that it was going to ha- support the urgency of her claim. Right. right. It, as if she said a man a man is attacking me, they might not come quick enough. But if she says an African American man, and now her life is being ruined, and I everybody feel cares. like it's a chapter from To Kill a Mockingbird. That's how ridiculous it sounds to hear a story that was written in the night, like in the 1960s for it to be happening literally to this day in the modern world where someone is calling attack on a black man when he's not doing anything or what it just baffles me it baffles me and she did apologize this bitch apologized and she said it was like the wrong thing to do and it was a like the fact that you were going in that direction in the first place is already such an unacceptable reaction it's an unacceptable reaction and like educate your fucking selves and realize that like Get I, I I don't even I can't even formulate the words sometimes to even speak to how idiotic that could that action was how tragic how tragic and how that was literally putting that man's life at risk yeah that was putting that man's life at risk how many historical events have we uncovered where white people have blatantly lied and innocent black men have been locked up innocent black men have died it's it's tragic. It's actually tragic. Like and the Central Park Five. Like there's so there's too many stories to mention in one podcast. It's just injustices across the board at all times of history um, in this modern world, and they date back even further past things that we can even record. And it's just it's too much. It's way too much. This is all happening. This boiling point that the states is dealing with right now. It is to a point because people are literally fed the fuck up. And I cannot speak anything past that because th- they have more than a right to feel the way they feel. It is not. It, it, I don't even feel like what they're doing right now is enough. And it's so much for people to experience, you know. It's so much for people to experience. And, you know, I feel so sorry for all the marginalized communities that are going to suffer from these riots. Because make no mistake, you riot against the powers that are oppressing us, but it's usually ground level. We're the ones that suffer from the damage that is done in these riots. However, this claim about peaceful protesting 
there have been consistent, nonstop peaceful protests going on for how many years over history? No, let's just not talk about within our lifetime. Over history, everything that we've had to protest to get, especially as queer people, we damn well know that these things don't happen until you take to the streets. And the thing that I think is unfortunate is, for half of you who had something to say when Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the national anthem, for the ones that did not like the trending hashtag Black Lives Matter and the whole movement that that was about and the protest, let's not forget how the queer community reacted to Black Lives Matter shutting down the Pride Parade for what was it? I don't even remember how long it was, but it clearly was not long enough because nobody seems to get the point. And now at this point, people are rioting and throwing things and now you want to talk about peaceful protests. When they peacefully protested during Pride, everybody had something to say about it. Like These things, it's actually baffling. It's actually baffling. And anyone who's listening that doesn't understand portions of what we're talking about, please Google George Floyd, Google Breonna Taylor, Google uh, Colin Kaepernick, Google Black Lives Matter, like read and actually read. And the, the thing is, don't just read one source, read multiple sources, see what, what everybody is saying and stay out of the comment section because at the end of the day, that's just people's opinions. Actually look at the facts and the facts are the facts. And the three things that bother me the most is one, Nothing in history has ever changed with peaceful protesting. Two, there's absolutely no reason to think that any other race is being diminished by the idea that we need to focus on Black lives right now. Because yes, and I'm sure you can speak to this as someone who is a person of color, but not all POCs have the same experience. If you don't understand what that means, Google it actually take the time and say, okay, I disagree with what he's saying. I'm going to go Google what that means. Yes, I am literally engaged to somebody who is going and Filipino. And you and I have different struggles being in the queer community. You have different struggles being a person of color. But I think we can collectively agree that you are not worried when you go jogging that you're going to lose your life. Yeah. And there are other struggles And we need to remember that Black people are affected in a completely different and unique way. And within that, and all the intersections of class, race, and everything else, Black men are affected differently than Black women who are affected differently than Black trans. It's There's not a one-size-fits-all to discrimination here. But right now, we're talking about Black people. We're talking about the Black community. We're talking about Indigenous folks. We're talking about the issues that we see time and time again. And the third thing is this idea that people are outraged as if white lives are somehow being disregarded by saying, well, not all white people have that experience. Not all white people are privileged. White privilege does not mean that all white people are privileged. What it means in, in every way, what white privilege means is there are certain privileges directly attached to people who are white period statement. If you don't understand what that means, get on Google. But to wrap this up, let's just talk about there's a few resources and a few ways that you can help. And if you're uncertain, uh, before we even go into all these resources, the one thing that I'm going to say is don't expect that the first thing you do means you're going to get it right. Don't assume that you're going to be like, I'm now going to tweet 
Black Lives Matter, and it's going to be amazing, and that's all I need to do. As white people, we are not going to get it right time and time again. We need to keep listening, adjusting, listening, adjusting. It's not about us. It's not about our sensitive feelings. It's not about, but I tried, and you know, it seems nothing I do. Like, save it. Nobody needs to hear it. You're fine. You need them. Yeah, I feel like if you feel like you're powerless in an experience right now as a white person... Um, not that I can speak for white people, but I think that the simple answer is to educate yourself as much as possible and start doing a mind shift. It is an active thing you need to do in order to shift your mind ex- and your experiences in life to shift them back to a, a level of normalcy. These things that we are seeing, we should not be numb to. Everyone should be outraged just as equally as the black community right now. And the fact that we aren't and we aren't standing with them is going to be an issue moving forward. And I think that we all need to be aware as humans of this world to literally come together in the times where our brothers and sisters are hurting a lot. Like they're really hurting a lot and And you need to do what you can and whatever's in your power to bring support to them. And I know that we will as well. So what are some things people can do? So first things first, you can contact the officials of the state and their local leaders. So you can send letters to Minneapolis, uh, the mayor, Jacob Frey, or the Minnesota governor, Tim Waltz, who I think has been doing a decent job. But I think that sending those letters of support to um, push these changes in policing and send accountability to the people who deserve that justice um, can be written up and told to those people. There's a bunch of petitions that you can sign. Uh, one is at change.org for justice for George Floyd. Uh, there's another one at act.colorofchange.org that demands the officers who kill George Floyd are charged for murder. Um, you can also donate. Um, the brother of George Floyd created an official George Floyd Memorial Fund on GoFundMe.com. It makes me so sad to to think about the fact that his brother had to put together a memorial for a brother that he didn't have to lose. And you can also connect with the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and, of course, the Black Lives Matter funds on their sites. The list goes on and on. The Minnesota Freedom Fund, Communities Against Police Brutality. Um, look these up. Um, we'll put links down on our podcast so you guys can connect to them as well but this is an important thing to talk about and i think this is an important uh thing that we have to come together especially nowadays when we cannot connect the way that we normally connect do whatever you can where you are now to stay safe but also support it's important and i want to talk about some of the simple ways First of all, you might not be in a financial position to help financially, and that's okay, but there are a few small things that you could do. You may not have money to donate, but you're going to purchase stuff somewhere. You're going to uh, spend your money somewhere. Try to look for you know, Black-owned businesses. Try to look for um, you know, the right, the right stores, the right 
places to spend your money. Go online, shop around, um, really pay attention to where you're spending your money. Really pay attention to who's getting your business. Do you have black friends that have a business? Share, like, comment, subscribe, support their work, uh, share their work. Um, at the workplace, I'm talking to all of you at the workplace. Well, you're probably working from home right now, but uh, you want to make sure that don't lend your your voice to conversations that you know are damaging. Don't let people say things that you know are incorrect. And those conversations, I think that's super important to, to do more than anything else on a local level and on a community level. Stop the conversations as to why people are even questioning or debating these scenarios. And I, I know that they happen. I swear that they happen probably across the board without any ill intent. But you really, if you hear these stories and people saying like, I don't know why people are protesting, stop them dead and give them the reason why. And make sure that everybody, that as soon as you walk away, are able to be educated as to the reason why it's important for these things to happen. And know that when you're doing that, it is a ripple effect. If you teach one person and that person teaches one person exactly. and it's a ripple effect, when you are talking to people who are you know, a part of this largely marginalized community, be patient. That is the, like, and I really want to touch on that. That's the least that you could do. Mm -hmm. The least you could do is be patient. When they tell you how they want to be addressed, address them that way. When they tell you how you can be a better ally or how you're not being a good ally, don't get your back up. Listen. Just listen. Listen. The person is not ostracizing you and, and putting you out to pasture. Just listen to what they're saying. They're actually telling you, don't tell somebody how they're supposed to feel. And look for the microaggressions. The microaggressions are the biggest ones that you don't understand. Are you celebrating that sassy black girl at your office? Guess what? Maybe take it back a notch because you shouldn't be loving her for the fact that she's sassy. And that's a perfect example. Um, to all my fellow white gay men out there, I'm going to cut to the point. You don't have a hidden black woman living inside of you. That is racist. It is 2020. You should understand that by now. And understand that commenting on the color of someone's skin as if it being lighter is a benefit is racist. Asking to touch a black woman's hair is racist. These things are not right. Don't do them. And if you are unsure about how any of your behaviors are affecting your, anybody, Google it. I can't stress enough. This isn't a commercial for fucking Google. It's 2020. There's no reason to not know these things by now. And more than anything, and I'm calling this out to a lot of people, you don't speak up on racial injustice until the pendulum swings the other way. And we see that that people notice that. When you are going on Facebook to type, not all cops are bad cops, we see the fact that when black people are getting killed by police officers, you didn't share one goddamn sentiment. But as soon as somebody falsely accuses someone, or as soon as someone bashes the police, you want to talk about all your relatives that have been in the police force and how they're good people. We know this. That's not the point. That's not the, the point. point. I have friends myself that are police officers. It's not about them. They are not in danger. And anyone accuse, falsely accusing them of being racist does not put their life at risk. We're talking literally life and death. Life 
and death. This people is not dying. just literally people are dying. And for what? For literally for what? It's, it's fucking infuriating. It's oh infuriating. God. And to take it back to the ways that you can help, just open your eyes, open your ears and ask around, educate yourself. It is so important. And I can't say that enough. And if you are on line and you see uh, something positive that you can share, a message that you can lend their vo- lend your voice to a better cause, do it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we are only as strong as our weakest link. And at the end of the day, any community that is suffering poses a problem for all of us. And if you don't see that yet, you just have to look around. And it's not about who's suffering or who's winning the um, oppression race of of who has the most right to be upset. The fact of the matter is, this is the conversation right now. This is the conversation that isn't getting talked about. This isn't about homophobia. This isn't about women's rights. This isn't about. This is about everything, and and it's specifically about the black community right now. And I hope that you will understand that all these conversations are going to keep happening. But let's lend our voice to the one that needs it most. Yes. And specifically, I want to shout out the trans community as queer people. It's just not right. It's not right. And it's sad. And it's overwhelming. And uh, to all my trans sisters, and the experiences that I've been watching you go through, um, I hear the microaggressions all the time. We've all been there when the bars were open and you'd hear the way gay guys will sexualize trans people or completely disregard them. And it's just all wrong. So we just wanted to do this podcast, hoping that whoever listens will open their eyes and ears and maybe get just a little bit more enraged than they were Um Sending love to all the states right now that are in severe rioting and protests. My heart goes out to anybody who could be affected by that and to anyone who's scared at home and is scared to leave their house. I'm so sorry for everything. It's it's truly, truly, truly tragic. And all we can do is pray and lend our voice, lend our hands. And I know we have some protests going on in Toronto and my heart's with everybody and I truly, truly hope that we can make it through this. Same sentiments for sure. Thanks for listening guys. Thanks for listening. And if there's anything that I've learned is that we can only fix this world together. I mean, how many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, religions? Well then, you know, they want to break bread with you, right? They like you. Well then, this is their problem too. So when we're marching and protesting and posting about the Michael Brown Juniors and the Tatiana Jeffersons of the world, tell your friends to pull up.